to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. My name is Angela Mondor, also known as the Geeky Girl. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about some amazing things to help you get over overgiving. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. Ma, this is going to be a deeper dive episode, I'm going to guess. I want to talk to you and really... I want you to understand you can be successful and put yourself first. This isn't an either or. This isn't I have to choose. You can literally have both. Now, I know that a lot of us feel like they can't be happy, can't be putting themselves first, mostly because there's this hustle culture out there. And I love Gary Vee just as much as the next person but it doesn't work for everybody. And there is, there are times when pushing through and working fast and working hard can be valuable to your business. However, it's not a long-term solution. And when we continue to live in hustle mode and we continue to continue to put ourselves last, you're never actually going to be successful. You're constantly going to be putting out fires. So let's talk about it for a bit. First and foremost, you're here because you're an overgiver. Raise your hand. I've got mine in the air. Being an overgiver means that the hustle culture is definitely not our culture. We don't have enough boundaries. There's a cycle to this overgiver mentality um, that we have. And one of the things that's really important to understand with, without proper boundaries, you will deplete yourself. And in depleting yourself, that is going to lead to your downfall. It's going to lead to you hitting your business and wondering what the hell you're doing and why you shouldn't just get a job because it's just as painful as a job would be. That's not why you started your business. I know that's not why you started your business. There's a difference also between over delivering and over giving. There's a fine line between those two. The stronger you can make those lines, which is the boundaries I keep talking about, the easier it's going to be for you to deliver in a way that makes you happy, but also over deliver in a way that makes your clients happy. So over delivering is not the same as overgiving. Overgiving is when you deplete yourself to the point where you're exhausted. Overdelivering is adding a little extra something. Okay. So, you know, you, you go get a, I don't know, let's say you went and get a coffee and you've been going to this coffee place for months and months and months and months. And you've built a relationship with the barista and the barista actually owns the place and they've got a brand new donut hole that they want you to try. And they say, Hey, would you like to try this brand new donut hole? And you try the brand new donut hole because they're giving it to you and, and you love it. That's over delivering. They're not saying every day that you come in for coffee here, would you like a free donut here? Would you like a free sandwich with your coffee? That's over giving. Okay. When you over give, you will deplete yourself. You have to work harder for less money. It's not fun. So let's talk about this cycle of the overgiver. And there's a cycle that I see 
not only with my clients, but other business owners who are overgivers. And there's a few steps to it. So maybe you sign a new client and you promise them that there's going to be some amazing service and you start working on their project and it ends up taking more time than you initially thought. And then there's this fire that shows up in other area of your business that you need to take care of. And then while that's going on, you realize that you've now dropped the ball to the client and you now have this guilt monster that's sitting on your shoulder telling you that you, you need to be better. You need to do more. You need to make up for that drop ball to the client. And then now it was when you start to overgive and you try to make your client not hate you when really your client doesn't hate you. <laughs> Generally, that's not how it goes. And let's just rinse and repeat that over and over and over and over again until your business feels like you are overgiving. You're over delivering to the point where you are over giving everything of you away. And now you're not receiving what you need in your business to survive. Your business is not thriving. You're exhausted. And because you've been over giving so much, financially, you're in trouble as well. And that leads you to being resentful of your clients and your business. And let's face it, you're going to burn out. So there's ways to, to combat, combat what we've got in this overgiving cycle. And there's ways to interject some boundaries here because that's what it comes down to, boundaries. Um, there's a reason why we get stuck in this cycle. And it also happens to be, you know, the solution that I told you, it's about boundaries. Understanding what boundaries you need to put in place in your business is what's going to help you to become the kind of person who, when this starts to occur inside your business, you can see this trend and you can then go, oh, this is where I need a boundary. Oh, this is where I need a boundary. So setting boundaries are there not just to protect your time from other people, but also from yourself. When I set boundaries in my business, and around my time, I'm setting boundaries around the time that I want to be working for my clients, time that I want to use to work on my business and not just in it, but also boundaries around when I want to work in my business. I set boundaries all around those kinds of things. I also will set boundaries on what I will and will not tolerate. Your clients have boundaries. You know they do. Because they've shot them, <laughs> they've given them to you, they've told you about them, they've handed them to you over and over again. So you know they've got boundaries. So why shouldn't you have boundaries too? Now, here's the most important thing here about boundaries it's one thing to say, I will not tolerate my clients calling my phone. I only want to be communicated with through email and maybe Facebook Messenger, I don't know. However, it works for you. But I do not want to talk to them on the phone, okay? After you set boundaries, it's important for you to reinforce them because they don't know what your boundaries are unless you let them know what your boundaries are. And if you don't want to hard and fast, let them know that that's a boundary, that's a choice. I don't necessarily tell my clients, I will never pick up the phone when you call, but I never pick up the phone when they call. You must reinforce your boundaries yourself. You must let them know. So instead of picking up my phone, my clients will get either a voicemail or a text message that says, 
hey, sorry, I'm not able to get your call. Please email me at da 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 so that you can now contact me. That is the best way to get a hold of me. I know that if somebody calls me and if I take that call, A, it's going to interrupt whatever flow I have going on. And with ADHD, it's not fun to have this interrupt happen. It can be very, very distressing and it can throw my entire day off. So having that kind of an interruption is not good for the flow of the work that I'm doing for them and for me. So it's a fantastic boundary for me. That's my choice. But I also let my clients know that that's a boundary and I reinforce it by not going, oh, I'll just pick it up this one time. Oh, I'll let them interrupt me this one time. If I don't reinforce those boundaries, they will continue to believe that it's okay to do the thing that I don't want them to do. So it also is important to note that when you create a boundary, it's okay for that boundary to change later. You can say, I only want to take appointments with my clients in the mornings, or you can say, I only want to have them on Friday afternoons, or you can say, I only want them on Tuesday and Thursdays in the afternoons. Those are okay boundaries. And it's okay for you later to go, you know what? That's not working for anymore. I need to change it. I'm changing my boundaries. So just because you have boundaries today doesn't mean to say that those boundaries are going to be around forever. And don't think that because you've reinforced a boundary doesn't mean to say you can't change it. Maybe one day I will take phone calls. Maybe it will be okay one day. I don't know. But it's not right now. It doesn't work for me. And if it interrupts my work, I'm not going to be able to get work done for my clients. Therefore, I'm not giving them the best service I possibly can. So why would I do that to me and to them? The boundaries are there for a reason. It helps me so that I'm not in that cycle of overgiving. And I'm in my best at all times, as best as I can possibly be. And I reinforce those boundaries by making sure that they understand what those boundaries are and how they can make sure that they're looking after their side of the deal. Okay? Because inevitably, people will, should, all over you. You should do this. You should do that. You should do this. This is how your business should run. This is how your boundaries should be set up. There will always be shudders out there. Another side to this is knowing what you want your business to look like. Really important for you. Because when somebody comes along and shoulds all over you, you can, if you already know what your business looks like, you already know what kind of business you want to have, and you're comfortable with the boundaries you've created, then you can say, well, that does not fit what my business looks like. That does not fit what I want to do inside my business. Now, there are tons of programs out there on the internet. Maybe you've been part of them, maybe you haven't, but there's a lot that will tell you everything that you should be doing to be successful. If you've been following me for any length of time, you've probably heard my story of how I've lost $10,000 in one year. If not, reach out, I'll hook you up. <laughs> It came down to somebody else shooting on how I should get my business. See, there was again, should, should be getting my business done. How I should run my business. It was not in line with the way I wanted my business to run, but I listened anyway. So I encourage you, if you have somebody around you that's shooting all over you, regardless of whether shooting all over your boundaries or they're shooting all over the way you run and run your business, or they're shooting all over the way that you want to interact with clients or people. I encourage you to take a deep breath, like, and center yourself. Make sure that you know what you want your business to look like. You're clear 
on where that business is heading so that you can step back from the should and reassess and say, okay, thank you for your input. You don't even have to tell them that. You can just be internal. You can just say, hey, thanks inside your head. And no, <laughs> knows the sentence. I want you to understand that just because something is working for somebody else, it doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. And that's okay. This is your business. I can almost guarantee that you left a, a job, a J-O-B, and said, I'm not going to have this in my business. When I run my business, it's going to be like this. When I do this in my business, it's going to be like this. I bet you had a whole bunch of those thoughts and ideas when you first started your business. And if you've let them go, I encourage you to take some time and think about what was it? What was it that encouraged you? What, what was it that you thought of? How do you want this business that you're building to look like? And that's going to help you to be able to build those boundaries because that's going to put some containers around what you want your business to look like. So the next step in this is what do you want to do? Ah, here we go. I mean, this is where Gary V comes in because he talks about this a lot. A lot of times we chase the almighty buck, right? I'm going to do this in my business because I'm going to get money from it rather than I'm going to do this in my business because I feel passionate about this piece of the business. So what do you want to do? How do you want to spend your time? What kind of work do you want to do on a day-to-day -day basis? And I get it when you're new and you're just starting out in business, you got to wear every single hat on the planet and that's fine. But as it's time to grow your business and you start to distribute some of those hats, it becomes much more clear as to where you want to spend your time. But the more, the earlier you identify, what is it that you want to do? What is it that really lights your fire? The easier it'll be for you to hand off the other hats. If you're always in doing mode all the time, it can be really, really hard to connect with what you actually want to do and what's going to make you happy, what's going to bring you joy. How are you going to find fulfillment inside your business? If you're constantly focusing on the little tasks and just getting it done and checking, 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 checking off those check boxes because they're so much fun. <laughs> if you're just doing, you've probably heard this saying before, the difference between being a human being and a human doing, we aren't human doings, we're human beings, and it's important to take time to be. So take some time and be, find some time where you can journal. One of the things that's valuable for me during times when I'm looking for some clarity in these issues is to do an EOD. It's an end of day journal. And I pull up EOD because we used to do EODs uh, at the company level from an accounting perspective. So EOD just stuck with me. So that's where I got it from corporately. But my EOD journal allows me to reflect on what happened today. What went on today? What emotions came up? What did I love most about what happened today? What did I want to change? All of those things can give you some insight into what's happening inside your business and allow you to be not now focusing on all the fires and all the things that are going on, you can now be. And you can start to ask, answer some of those questions we asked early, like, what do you want to, what do you want to do? What do you, what do you want to, what do you want to, what do you want your business to look like? All these kinds of things, it gives you time. Now, one other part of what do you want to do is all about your business goals and the plan. I know that can be scary. I get it. But when you put your, and you spend the time, 
being and you know what you want your business to look like and you know what kind of things you want to do, then when you put your goals together, you're putting your goals together so that it is encompassing all of those things. And now when you write down your goals and you create your plan, those become your non-negotiables because now you're working on the things that are important to your overall goal. See where I'm going here? And now on a day-to-day basis, spend less time in the weeds, spend less time doing, more time being. Because when you know where you're going, which is your goals, and then you know what it's going to take to get there, which is the plan, then it becomes really clear which opportunities are aligned with your goals. Remember that conversation I had about the 10K I lost? Yeah. I didn't have goals or a plan in October of that year. I figured I could wait and write them later. If you don't have them, I don't care what month you're listening to this. I don't care where you are. Put some time and effort into some goals and planning for you right now, (laughs) right now. So that when an opportunity presents itself, you can look at that opportunity and say, does this fit where I'm headed? Does this make sense? I mean, if you if you've decided that you're going on a trip to um, from let's say you're going from Alaska to Tijuana, Mexico, you're heading straight down, top to bottom, North America, and somebody's like, "Hey, you know what would be really cool? Why don't you just take a detour and come to England?" I mean, paradigm shift without a clutch. Pardon me, that's out of my way. <laughs> But if you didn't know where you were headed, if you just left Alaska, you're like, I'm going traveling. I don't know where I'm going to head. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm just leaving. Then somebody says, England, you're like, yeah, dude, England, let's do this. That's where the problem's going to head because, you know, you didn't have a plan. So that's why it's really important to do those goals and planning so that at least you know the trajectory of where you're headed. And if somebody says, hey, you know what, Um, on your way to Tijuana, from Alaska. Do you want to stop in at Vegas? Because I think that'd be really cool if we went for dinner. Well, you know, that's not too far off the mark. I mean, you're, you're still going south. And maybe, maybe you weren't planning on going quite that far east, but you're just too far. You're just off the beaten path a bit. No big deal. You want to see this person? It's all good. That's why goal setting and, and planning after you've set your goals is so important because then it'll become really, really clear that, yeah, okay, you know, going to Vegas for dinner with my friends, probably not that bad, but, you know, taking off to England, yeah, it's going to really screw up my plans. Okay. This is why planning is crucial. But I'll tell you what, the one magical thing that happens in your business, it's actions. You know, you've, there's so many things, actions speak louder than words, right? There's, there's all kinds of words or thoughts or quotes around action taking. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. There's all kinds of things that people talk about when it comes to action. But action is what's going to move the needle. So you can create an amazing goal and you could even plan that baby out all the way through to all the rest stops you're going to take, to where you're going to stay, which Airbnb you're going to be at, all of those things. You could totally make all the plans. But if you never leave Alaska, if you never get in your car to start driving down the highway, you're never going to reach Tijuana. Because actions are what's going to drive that needle. It's going to move you towards those goals. 
So planning is completely worthless if you don't take action on your plans. And in order for you to reach your goals, you're going to have to make time to work on your business. When we work on our business, that's when we're working towards our goals. That's when we're starting to put this plan together. That's all of those things put together. You are now working on your business when you take actions. Right now, recording this episode for you, this is me taking an action because this is part of my goals. This is part of my plan. When you have your plan laid out from your goals and you know what you want to do, now you can create your non-negotiable list. That non-negotiable list are the things that you have to get done. I typically like to look at a non-negotiable list as a weekly task list because they could get done on any particular day, whether I record this on a Monday or record this on a Sunday, whether I record it on a Wednesday, that's my choice, how I want to handle this particular task based on where it shows up, but it needs to get done this week or it needs to get done once a week. So you have a list of things and that non-negotiable list can change. It can change every month. It can change every quarter. It can change obviously yearly. What is it that you're doing? What are those actions you want to take that are going to drive the plan towards the goal? So if you're, if you're monthly planning states, you have these 10 non-negotiables to do, but then next month's plan, you only have four non-negotiables to do. That's cool too. So your non-negotiables aren't necessarily the things you're going to do forever but they're the things that are going to drive you towards completing that goal. Okay. That's the sum of the parts. See what I did there? We took our goals. We broke them down into a plan. Now we took them down into break those out into quarterly to monthly and now non-negotiable list. Now you're going to be able to take the actions over and over again so that you can actually hit those goals. And because you did this, by putting in boundaries, because you did this by choosing what kind of business you want to have, and because you chose what you wanted to do inside that business, and you put that plan together, now you can be successful. And you can put yourself first because those boundaries are going to make your business so much more fun to be part of. I hope you have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. Your support means the world to me. You can find show notes for this episode and other goodies at overgiversanonymous.ca. And if you enjoyed this episode or you enjoyed the podcast in general, why not join us in the Overgivers Anonymous Facebook group where you can connect with overgivers from all over the world. Head on over to geekygirl.ca slash group. 